It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Good morning. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Tuesday, January 5th, and these are the top stories the Chi team is watching right now. At his rally on the eve of the Georgia Senate runoff election, President Trump took out his frustration on his usual targets. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, the U.S. Supreme Court, and all Republicans who don't act Republican enough to him. The president still struggles to cope with his loss in the 2020 election, and he carried that frustration on stage Monday night in Dalton, Georgia, as he added a new person to his list of adversaries. Vice President Pence. Speaking to a cheering crowd of supporters, Trump said that he hopes the vice president comes through for him, but warned if that does not happen, then he, quote, won't like Pence quite as much. The purpose of Trump going to Georgia, supposedly, was to boost Senators Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue as they fight to hold their Senate seats. Trump's mission was not to threaten the vice president to somehow block the certification of Joe Biden's Electoral College victory on Wednesday in the Senate. But it was just one wild moment out of many during the outgoing president's lengthy speech. He also went on winding tirades in which he surfaced old conspiracies about the 2020 election. Because, of course. The leader of the white nationalist Proud Boys organization was reportedly arrested in Washington, D.C. on Monday. The New York Times reported that Enrique Tarrio was detained on charges of destruction of property for allegedly burning a Black Lives Matter banner at one of the oldest Black churches in the nation's capital during a protest last month. In December, Tarrio told the Washington Post that he helped steal and burn the banner outside Asbury United Methodist Church. Tarrio told the Post that if charged, he would plead guilty to the crime. The leader of the far-right group had arrived in Washington for a mass MAGA protest to coincide with Congress's certification of the Electoral College on Wednesday. The Wisconsin pharmacist accused of attempting to spoil hundreds of doses of the COVID-19 vaccine was, quote, an admitted conspiracy theorist who thought it would change people's DNA, authorities have said. Stephen Bradenburg has been charged with felony reckless endangerment and property damage. Police said Bradenburg intentionally left doses of the Moderna vaccine outside the refrigerator at a medical center in Grafton, the Milwaukee suburb where he worked. According to the New York Times, Bradenburg's wife filed for divorce last year. During a hearing, his ex-wife's lawyer told the court that Bradenburg, quote, has theories about COVID-19 and believes the end of the world is fast approaching. This is absolutely insane. The COVID surge in Los Angeles is so bad that county ambulance crews were told Monday to cut back on their use of oxygen so it can be reserved for more dire patients. The Los Angeles Times reports that only patients with oxygen saturation rates below 90% will get it, even though a reading below 95% is abnormal for most people. 
The paper also reports that the oxygen directive comes days after the LA County Emergency Medical Services Agency told paramedics they should not take patients to the hospital for further life-saving efforts who cannot be resuscitated in the field. Instead, they are told to declare them dead if they cannot restore breathing or a pulse. LA hospitals are completely overwhelmed by the spike in cases fueled by Thanksgiving and are preparing for even worse conditions stemming from Christmas and New Year's travel. It took a California hospital just hours to administer all of its COVID-19 vaccines, basically because it had no choice. The compressor on the freezer storing the vials blew out, and by the time it was noticed, the Moderna vaccine was two hours away from going bad. The Los Angeles Times reports that staff at Adventist Health Ukiah Valley Medical Center in Northern California hit the phones and arranged to give vaccines to local jail staff and residents of a nursing home. Then they set up four vaccination sites and recruited volunteer medical staff to give out the shots to all walk-ins, some of whom otherwise might have waited weeks or months for the shots. Other hospitals across the country have struggled to administer the vaccines in line with government priority lists. This is one thing a publicist should probably get right. Former Bond girl and that 70 show star Tanya Roberts is not dead at 65, contrary to recent claims that were made by her representative. Roberts spokesperson Mike Pingle told TMZ Monday that Roberts is still alive, despite him releasing a press release on Sunday saying that she had died. The press release even included a quote from Roberts' partner, Lance O'Brien, describing her last moments as he was by her side. It turns out, O'Brien apparently received the news that Roberts was actually alive mid-interview with Inside Edition on Monday. And, in actuality, he said that he was not allowed to be at Roberts' bedside due to COVID-19 protocols, contradicting a quote Pingle previously gave. That's all for this morning. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. 